Hi everyone, welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram live podcast where I sit on my window and chat with very interesting people. Today's guest is Tanu Ravi, and I'm hoping it works this time. Okay, putting up the, okay, here we go. Let's, sure, that's a new, the lives? I have never seen that option before. Hi. Hi. Did it work it now? I think so. I think so. Cool. They updated okay. the Instagram live. It was um, there's new options to choose from. It was very nice. I liked it. Oh, I've never done one of these, so I'm a I'm a rookie. You're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> well, this is great. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Nice to finally meet you face to face. I know. Well, okay. I did see you in person. I just didn't know if I was allowed to go up to you in person because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, no, Tanu just watched, like, a really bad audition I did. Um, I don't want to no. talk. Um, I'm going to hide in the corner. No, 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 no. No, don't think that. You should always come and say hi because I'm, I'm, like, more shy in person. So, like, I wait for people to come to me first. Um, otherwise... I'm like a pretty all or nothing person. So I'm either like yelling at you across the room or I'm standing in the corner, just like hoping uh, you'll come over and say hi. Do you know how you're going to have a lineup of people now coming up to say hi to you? That's what's going to happen. Oh, I don't, I'm definitely not that popular. Oh, no. I promise you. <laughs> Mike, okay. The connection is fuzzy-ish, oh. um, but I'm okay with it. Also, Sally says hi. Oh, no. So dramatic, these lives. Is it working on my end? Is it working on your end? Oh, what's a girl to do? Is it still rolling? Are we still on? Is this, uh, are we going to do take three? I don't know. Am I talking to myself? Classic Robin. I gotta figure out my hair. I don't know if I'm. Oh, Tanu, no! Oh God! Oh God! Uh, Tanu. So this is fun. Uh, for those of you who have never witnessed an Instagram live tech fail, I'm an, I'm a master at them. Um, I'm gonna try and invite Tanu back in, and if it doesn't work, there might be a take three. So get excited. Let's try again. Okay, except, what? Am I bad? You're a troublemaker. You're being what? like a real, it was do like so well, this new season, I'm loving Instagram, and then this. I'm done. You know, this is, this is so on brand for me, and this is, you should have known this before inviting me on the show. How would I know this? No. So you no, no. Disclaimer: You should say, Robin, things will fail, technique-wise, technically-wise. Um, I like, I, I like the element of surprise, to be honest. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Okay, it works now. Everyone who is watching those tech fails, that was fun. I think that was fun. I think that was like an icebreaker. You know, you can use this as like a what not to do yeah. video for your future guests. Yes, thank um, you, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, happy to help. I, okay, I did a deep dive because that's what I do on my show. Um, I love your humor. It, it makes me smile. 
cool. There were like, I was watching random TikToks you made and I thought, that's so funny. I think more people, I didn't want to like it because then you would know when I watched it and it uh, seemed a little creepy yeah. the hours of which I watch it. So, you know, like, why is Robin creeping me at 3 a.m.? Even though I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, it just seems like a creepy time to like something. So, I mean, I will say, like, I am more of a viewer on TikTok than a, than a creator. Okay. Um, I think I, I recently made two videos from when I went away. But before that, I hadn't made videos for a long time. So they're probably outdated. I mean, I still enjoy. I love looking at my old stuff and going, oh. Remember when you thought that was good? That was <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure they're good. I'm sure they're good. Oh, you're so positive. I love this. I'm positive for other people. This will be a recurring thing. <laughs> for myself, I'm like, you suck. Oh my God, this is like my morning. I woke up and I'm like, why, what's my hair doing? Oh, I, I, so I I'm- coffee on my shirt. I had, I was gonna do a whole professional blouse look. I'm like, it's a t-shirt today. I'm not so. gonna lie, my bottom half is still my pajamas. And I'm wearing and casual they're, pants. <laughs> the Harry Potter themed as well. Oh, I love that. Oh, I have no shame. That's, do you know there's a Harry Potter store in New York? I learned this in the summer. No, there's, I didn't. It is a Harry Potter store in New York. You can like have a broom experience. You can get your wand. It's, it's somewhere on Fifth a Avenue. A broom experience? Yeah, they have this whole the ride. Hell? I know, I was only there for a couple of days, but I thought if I was here longer, I might ride a broom. I mean, uh, now I need to go to New York. You've, you've been influenced, it happened. Yeah, do you want to go? Should we yes, I actually, I would love to travel okay. with you. Cool. I think we would have fun. I think so, I mean, listen. Well, I mean, you seem easygoing uh, and I'm, I'm not, so that's <laughs> gonna work. I'm glad you said the word seem. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm really weird when traveling. I'm like one of those that makes like an overly extensive list of things to pack. And then oh um, and then I review the list like 17 times and then I call people and say, what have I forgotten? And then I get on the plane and go, that's why I forgot, you know? Um, it's like yeah. that, we became best friends. Everyone yeah, okay. Oh my God, I love two, two anxious people together, nothing could go wrong. <laughs> on a plane during COVID. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Good combo. Good combo. <laughs> at, least there's a, at least there's a broom ride at the end of it. So that's that makes it worth it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I won't use the broom to clean. I'll just use I'll, I'll just ride on it. I was yeah. inspired by Hocus Pocus though. This was before. Ooh. I, like they made it look cool. I wanted to ride a okay. vacuum as a child. It didn't fly. It was upsetting. I'm so sorry. That must have been yeah. traumatizing. Thank, you know what? Thank you for the safe space to discuss it, though. Yeah, you're welcome. I I'll send the public. <laughs> How was Vegas? Vegas was epic. Um, it, like, well, okay. What happens I mean, stays in Vegas. I know the rules. Um, I mean, I, I kind of get why they say that now, and it's not for the reasons that you would think. Vegas is like this weird... It's stunning, right? When you first drive out the airport, it's like desert and mountains, and you're like, wow. And then once you get to, like, the hub, it feels like you're in this weird simulation of, like, kind of Truman Show-esque situation. Like, there's because there's just so many casinos and stuff, it just feels weird that it's just plopped in the middle of a desert. And then, obviously, once you're in a casino or in a hotel, like, there's no windows on purpose so you don't know what time of day it is and like 
it's quite depressing. Like, I kept saying to my friends, like, it feels like Vegas just has this, like, permanently thin layer of depression over it. You just, like, when I first walked into my hotel, I looked around and it was, like, dim and people had looked like they had been sitting there for, like, weeks and, like, they were crusty and, like, sipping on the same, like, vodka, rum or whatever. Um, and it was it was just so surreal. I felt like I was in the Truman Show. So it was interesting. Um, but, but the like, I went to, to When We Were Young Festival and that was absolutely epic. So, yeah. Did you go just for the festival? That was my main reason for going. Um, okay. And it just happened to like coincide with Halloween, which is great because Vegas really do it up for Halloween. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was like a cool festival. And like, I mean, for me, like I was like a full on emo growing up. So I definitely like relived my youth and teenage Tani was in her element and it was like my friends and I like we cried and like we laughed and we joked and like it was it was very emotional it just was I think it was I don't know if the alcohol had any part of it but funny enough we we didn't drink much because each drink was like twenty dollars oh shit um and yeah it just didn't seem worth it for like a 13 hour festival um because I feel like you just never get drunk it's like I have a drink and then I'm like oh I need another one you know didn't seem worth it but I, that's a financially smart decision though I, I agree with that yes um you say that I also lost money in the casino oh. I I <laughs> when you can't beat them join them <laughs> you can't why when you can't beat them join them oh yeah no you have to you have to I say that I only gambled a dollar because I hate gambling because uh, I don't like losing. So that's a whole other discussion of I don't like. I mean, that's a good reason. Okay, that's a uh, good reason. But I mean, I watched this man lose like sixteen hundred in in about fifteen minutes, and then he got mad at the dealer, thinking that she was like rigging it. And it was like, oh, this is this is why what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. No one would want to go. Oh, it's true. It's true. Hang on a sec. Um, I don't know which window is blinding me. I've decided it's this one. You have a really nice view. Oh, thank you. I don't want it to be too descript so no one can figure out where I live. But you can be like, oh, she's downtown. There's a tree. It it kind of looks like New Yorkish, you know. It doesn't seem like Toronto. There are certain parts where I go, oh, my gosh, am I in New York? Uh, Cool. That's so nice. uh, Thank you. I'm very, we moved. Oh my gosh, almost a year ago. So it was, uh, it was lovely. Nice. Yes, you know, downtown living. Um, yeah. live downtown? Don't tell me your address. Don't give me specifics. Oh, you do? I do. Why have we never met up? What's happening? We're going to discuss. Because we hadn't said hello in person, oh, remember? Okay. Baby steps. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's true. That's true. That's, exactly. that's the friendship. That's how it builds. You say hi. Although nowadays friendships are formed so interestingly. Um, and at least that's what I find. I have weird I mean, now we have um, Bumble BFF. I, I, okay, so I went to a comedy show yesterday, or whenever, I don't know time, but my friend met someone, met a friend on Bumble. There's an app for that. I've heard stories. I've had more success stories with Bumble BFF than I have with Bumble dating. I think that's so interesting. Like, how do you, do you have a friend profile? Like, this is who I want my friend to be. I don't know how this works. Um, do you know what? I did set it up during the during the lockdown because I was like, 
I need a friend. Um, that sounds really sad. Oh, God. <laughs> I get that, though. I guess like I said, oh, that was a, an initial reaction, but I get it. You know, it, was, it wasn't like you could, you know, normally, like, you go to, like, comedy bar or you go to, like, shows or you, you meet people and whatever. And it was just, like, um, and I left with roommates, by the way. I wasn't, I wasn't that alone. Um, but I was just, like, what are your roommates like, going to think? They weren't your friends? You didn't want to be friends with them? You have to meet new uh, people? You guys suck. Okay. <laughs> you had it here first. <laughs> this is Window Chats exclusive. Sorry, next and Isabel, love you. Um, no, it was it was uh, it was more so just like being stuck in the house all the time, and at the time I wasn't working or anything. It was like very depressing. Yeah. And I was like, God, I just want to like meet new people. Um, and so I set it up, and I met up with one girl who I'm still friends with. Um, but other than that, it, it, there was there was quite a few weirdos on there too. Not gonna lie. Um, and like there was like people who just wanted to like emotionally unload and stuff and I was like listen I'm here I'm like I'm a, I'm a caring person yeah but like I also I can't I, I don't know you but you know I find it's so easy to open up to strangers because yeah it, it, it's true. right it's it's your it's such an unbiased view this is the mm. only view they have is the view that you're providing them with it's true. And there's like no stakes attached because you don't know them, right? I mean, that's what therapy is. That's literally what sure. therapy is. But free therapy because no one's making money during the pandemic, so. Free therapy for them, not free yeah, and therapy. Then, and then you leave the phone call and you go, um, I, I'm so I need tired. to call my, my $150 an hour therapist. Yeah. But I mean, you know what? Like, I, I understand that need for connection, though, because... I don't know about you, but when we're re-entering the world now, my God, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with <laughs> talk. I, I had the weirdest, when I go up to people, I just kind of word vomit on them. When people, you know, people ask me now, what do you do or describe yourself? And I go, oh God, oh, yeah. I don't know. Panic. I don't know. Uh, and, then I, and then I blurt out everything on my mind and they go, cool. Um, mm. Honestly, I think it's kind of rude that people even ask you that after a pandemic. It's just rude. Thank you. Yeah. But I don't know if I can leave with that either. How dare you, sir? Yeah. I am triggered. Okay. Your audacity. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's really weird. It is, like, I'm still kind of adjusting to coming out of the pandemic, to be honest. Like, I'm definitely just, like, a whole new person. Um, and not necessarily in all the best ways, even. But it's just it's just understandable i mean i'm way more of a homebody now um i became way more introverted in a weird way um yeah i don't, I don't know how did how did it change too like well no because i think you know what i didn't realize that i could be an introvert i did not when you go on instagram and you're like oh look at all these things that could apply to me these little you could be this i go oh what box am i but I find now when I go out and, you know, it's lovely seeing people again or meeting new people. And then I need like a couple days to decompress, you know, I just need yeah. my space to myself, uh, which is hard because I'm married, uh, but <laughs> go away. This is my corner. But <laughs> it's, it's hard because it's like, I'm not used to all these people and all these conversations. And I love talking to people. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, I'm so tired. I know. It's like, it's like the your like battery is so much like less now yeah. I, I feel that too 
feel that too. Like I, I honestly have to like plan. Like, oh, if I have this social event, I need the day off after to do nothing, um, <laughs> just to balance it out. Because otherwise, it's like I mean, for example, Tiff. Tiff was oh. like, go, 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 go. But then, like, I think, I think the first day after Tiff. I must have slept for like 14 hours because I was just physically and mentally and socially exhausted and I didn't want to see another human being. And that's like no offense to anyone I met or like anyone I saw or anything, but it was just like, it just felt so stretched, you know, in the best way, obviously, and for good reason, but like it was a learning lesson, yeah. It's well, because I want to do everything. So I'm not really, I never knew what people said when, oh, are you doing TIFF? Like, I don't know, mm. I just walk down King Street and see what's happening. But there were so many events that, I don't know, I'd like go to one event and they go come to my party and I go, will I die here? No? Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't know. I know. And the fire is real as well. Like, you really don't want to miss out, especially after a pandemic. You're like, oh, I just want to make the most of it. Now we're back, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Oh, Aaron says you're one of um, their fave casting assistants and actresses oh oh aaron usually he spends his time in insulting me so that's like the nicest thing he's ever said well i want to say aaron who are the other favorites no don't don't yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah don't out them i'm your favorite yeah there's only well that's well now how are the other casting assistants supposed to feel they should feel like shit because i was the best one yeah okay that's fair that's fair just kidding can I tell you, I would love, and these are things that I think of that will never be implemented, but I would love if, because you were a casting assistant for Jesse, right? Jesse Griffiths, mm -hmm. shout out. You're awesome. You were a guest. Ooh. Thank you for coming on the show. Yes, Jesse. Um, he's actually so nice, it's confusing, because I don't think it's real. When people are genuinely <laughs> nice, it confuses me in such a weird way of, no, I don't know, what's your end game here, sir? Uh, yeah, Jesse, out yourself. Tell us all. Okay nice okay we're not buying <laughs> this niceness okay this like dark side <laughs> that he kills you no he's oh genuinely a nice person i have very dark humor sorry jesse love it but, no i love i okay, love cool. it okay. well, I, love I don't know if jesse gets it so i'm apologizing uh you know because he watches every single live i do but i <laughs> um i would love if he implemented some kind of assistant like of the month and so everyone oh. was competing and then I don't know, I just really love the notion of like someone is the best that month because you're already competing in this industry and it's not competitive enough. So you have to get like, I'm picturing employee of the month. What was that movie with Dan Cook? That kind of weird Costco movie that wasn't Costco. But I'm picturing oh. kind of, let's fight to be the best. That was a while ago. I dated myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be fun. Um, we would have to come up with really inventive ways of how to prove our worth. Um, but I think we could do it. We should make that happen. I'll do, you know what? I'll do it. I'll think of uh, different challenges. Amazing. That have to, yeah. But it's going to be none related to casting. No, it's all. like jumping through a ring of fire. Or, yeah. There definitely has yeah. to be fire. I love that. Yeah. Fire. Oh, I love the ring of fire. I think we should add a height component. It was called Employee of the Month. Thank you, Adam. I didn't know my brother was still watching. Every time he watches, it, usually there's a tech problem. So that tech problem was actually his fault. Oh, but, okay. Oh, Adam. Come on, Adam. Okay. Uh, it was called Employee of the Month. It was a good movie. Um, I'm going to add it to my list. Jumping. Some kind of water component as well. 
I'm going to figure this out. I'll message him. Okay. He'll be very confused. And um, like so many other casting directors, it will be like block emails. Uh, and that's fair because I, I said, <laughs> hello, inquiry. You know what? You've got to do what you've got to do. And as Jesse always says, work smarter, not harder. So. Ooh. How do you work smarter? By sending block emails. <laughs> I love getting an email where it's not my name, where it's clearly generic email, or if it's the wrong name, that's also something fun for me. And I go, oh, I like that. <laughs> well, I felt, do you have a lot of time on your hands? No. Oh. I like it in a way of, oh, I, um, it made it really easy to not follow up with that. That's, that's what it is. You know, like Fair I, enough. I, I used to, I used to be very forgiving, but I'm like, if you're sending me an email and it's, I'm not like, it has my name in it, Robin. And then you spell like, hello, Robin, oh. and you spell my name with an I, like, I don't understand Lazy. this attention to detail, but I'm not, I'm not accepting this. So no. yeah, I don't know. I feel like a name, a name is like the one important thing in an email. And I think. Well, if you if you mess up and you know you mess up, you should follow up and apologize. Yeah, but I also think now, and I'm trying to get better at this because uh, I'm trying to add the pronouns to everything, mm. and I, like that's an important thing. And if someone doesn't have an identifying, but like you know, someone's just I don't know, doctor or something. I'm like I don't know what your pronoun is. So then I is the default should it be they? Is that a default or mm -hmm. I don't know? I feel like. I'm the wrong person to ask this. I know. Because... I usually ask the wrong people these questions just to yeah. generate a weird conversation. Window chats. But it is a good it is a good conversation to have. Because I think it is something that that, that should be figured out. But at the same time, it could just be like a case by case scenario. Like I have no problem if someone refers to me as they if they don't know my pronouns. Yeah. And I know through casting we default to they if we don't know someone's pronouns okay but i don't know if someone might be offended by being referred to as they and maybe it is like you just have to ask each and every person and it be a case-by-case -case scenario because as much as we put things into boxes of like you know he him she they whatever it is an infinite situation like there isn't actually a certain amount that you can end up and be like okay we figured out every single amount of genders and whatever like so it's i don't know so it's a weird one but it, i'm definitely not the person to ask about that no no i was curious i mean it's all and also i've learned that like everyone can constantly change and that's their right and i thought that was interesting i was doing this sketch yeah. and then i looked up demi lovato and i go i didn't know they her she could change her pronouns and i and i was intrigued by it so obviously i make yeah comedy and oh. <laughs> it did great uh, but I, I, uh, I really I don't know I, I'm always interested when we have to communicate especially you have to communicate with actors and that kind of stuff or, mm -hmm. or even like as a person what do I get offended by I feel like what I get offended by though changes on a daily basis so for me yeah. it's exhausting to communicate with myself when I have my inner dialogue so I yeah. feel like someone who has to communicate but you know what? I think it's a good thing. It's like, it's good and important for your opinions and perspectives to always be changing. Like, I think if you're so rigid and stuck, you're never going to learn and grow. And I think 
you know, that's why I think it's important that most most people deserve a second chance at redeeming themselves with certain situations. And um, yeah, I, I just I'm I'm the same. Like my opinions change. I don't want to say all the time, but definitely if I I'm not ashamed to say my opinion has changed on something because that's just me learning and experiencing life. I don't know. Don't, we shouldn't have to feel bad about that, right? I, I find I notice it the most because my, uh, my relatives usually call me out on it. I get so persuaded by Netflix food documentaries to a point where I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I'm paleo. I'm vegan. I'm keto. Like, oh, yeah. It's just so compelling. <laughs> and they just, I'm like, I'm juicing today. It's terrible for my body, but like, it's good TV, you know? And so it's so I'm persuasive. It is. It's so true. So it's true. Stuff. But that's what I thought. And that's part of why I love creating, right? Like, that's when you get messages across that you're able to explain things to people and they can understand your viewpoint. I love that so much. And I know what you were talking or at least in your bio that you want to share about mental health. And I love that because it's such an important topic to discuss because no one really knows what other people are going through. And I don't know, growing up personally, I feel like no one really talked about it. And if you're sad, get over it and deal with it. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that you're trying to create things like that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, I saw this funny TikTok today that was like, um, it was a therapist saying something like, um, Oh, you know, when you were younger and your parents asked you how you felt, like, how did you explain yourself? And someone stitched it and was like, your parents asked you how you were feeling when you were younger. And I was like, it's so true. Like, I remember people being like, how do you feel? You know, that, that was like not a thing. Um, but I'm glad it's coming to the surface more of like holding space for people and making people feel safe enough to, to process their emotions and to, um, communicate them in, in whatever way works for them. Um, but it is such a slow progress that I think it almost feel, feels a bit regressive when we don't build up enough momentum with it. Yeah. Um, and that's with so many things in today's world, to be honest. Like, But yeah, mental health, and I think especially, not especially, but mental health within the industry isn't spoken about enough. Like, it's just like, well, you're an actor, you should expect to be stressed and expect to have thick skin and expect to deal with rejection. And it's like, well, I'm also a human being who has a personal life and deals with stuff. And I should be allowed to be like, hey, I'm struggling. I'm yeah. struggling right now and this industry is not helping. Because to be honest, like, I don't see any part of this industry trying to make it easier for actors. If, if anything, it's going the opposite way. And that doesn't make sense to me. It's like, why, why are you forcing struggle on, on actors? Right rather than being like, you know what would make this process easier and take a bit of the weight off is this. Okay, let's let's implement that. But I don't I just don't see that happening and it's it's not good. I it's hard on so many levels because I never understood first off like certain demands of, you know, have this self tape done by tomorrow, you know? But then it's not necessarily casting's fault, right? Because production or whoever's in charge, I don't know who gets in their head that human beings should be doing things that no human being can do. Like the demands that you put on casting, the demands you put on actors, it doesn't make any sense. But the thing like, okay, you can't do it. We'll go to another casting director. Like it, 
it's horrific. Or we'll find another actor if you can't do mm -hmm. it. And it's, it's just, why can't we all just work together? This sounds so junior kindergarten, but I'm like, let's No, you're right. It's so true. It's very it, fragmented in that sense. Like, yeah. no amount of communication can, can kind of meld that together. But, like, one thing I can say from working in casting is, like, there's not really ever a time where um, we're told, oh, we want these auditions, here's the, here's the material for it, here are the specs, and that we just sit there going, oh, I'm just going to wait a couple of days to send out this self-tape. Um, in my experience anyway, like self-tapes go out as soon as we can, as soon as we have everything. Sometimes we put out the self-tapes first and then send the material just to get it out as soon as possible. Um, Jesse in particular, because he was a working actor as well, like fully understands, you know, like not to put actors in a, in a situation that's going to make them struggle. He wants to give people the benefit, like not the benefit of the doubt. He wants to give people the best chance possible at like getting in a tape that they can feel good about and that we can feel good about and we can send off. Um, but yeah, it is, I mean, it falls on production, but then within production, I'm sure there's like a hierarchy of situations happening. Ultimately, it ends up with the people at the top with the money who are like, get this done, I don't want to spend my money. But like, it's, it's still, it ends up being unfair on the performers in the end. Yeah. It really does. But I love that you said that you guys don't sit on it because, you know, from actors that don't know the side of casting, right? It's so, if I'm not mistaken, you know, casting directors have to pitch themselves mm -hmm. to be able to cast a project, right? Yep. So then if you, if the casting director has to, I guess, essentially book the gig, what, what's the term for casting? They book it? Yeah, I guess pick. so, yeah. And then you have to write down the breakdown for the characters. You have to choose, or, or sometimes production gives you sides. How does that work with choosing um, sides? It, yeah, it depends. Like sometimes production will be like, we have these specific sides that we want. Or they'll say, oh, can you just pull this scene from the script and then we'll pull it and create the sides. Um, but yeah, essentially it's like all the info of the breakdown, character descriptions, sides, and then the, like their deadline for when they want callbacks and stuff. And then we put it out straight away. Basically. Yeah. And then you get them in and then you choose and then you send it back to production. Like you, yeah. 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 And then, uh, the magic, and then this, and so the listen, one the thing I didn't, stuff. One thing I never knew, which like I obviously learned with the job, was I I honestly thought that sometimes the end result was um, the responsibility of casting. And it's just really not, because it's always ultimately going to come down to the producer, writer or director. Um, you know, like sometimes Jesse might have a sway or they might ask his opinion, but ultimately the last word never falls on casting and that's that was something new that i learned so i mean i think it's important for other actors to know that too yeah i mean it's uh, the sarcasm in me and like does that mean people are going to stop sending jesse gifts like uh... yeah <laughs> he was getting gifts where were our gifts was he uh. i don't know i feel like that's a thing i haven't done the gift sending um but I remember that being a discussion I was having with casting directors. They're like, don't get us gifts. Or if you do get this small gift, because, you know, actors, what are they making on certain projects? Some are really small projects. I thought that was so nice to understand that. But like, you also want to be grateful because they gave you the audition and they gave you the opportunity. So 
For sure. Okay. And and I get that. But at the same time So just send it it's, it's, it's a mutual thing, you know, like you're helping them out too by being a good performer and giving in a good audition. True. Um, yeah. I'm not saying don't send Jesse gifts. That's not wow, what I'm Jesse, saying. I, I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now, but But all I'm saying is if you're gonna send Jesse a gift, also send me, Leah, Shawnee a gift. Um <laughs> No, uh, I, may, I think that's like a personal uh, casting director situation. I don't, I don't know that there's a right or wrong with that. But I think that's, you know, if you feel it's right, go for it. I think even with that, too, it also doesn't mean you're going to get a role in the future, right? You're not buying a role because that, that can be an uncomfortable situation. You know, what if you give a bad gift? Oh, getting... Oh, yeah, but what if... I mean, maybe get a gift for Jesse's dog. Oh, you might you might book a role that way. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, no, it's I actually just actually so weird talking about someone that has no idea we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, this is fun though. Okay. I'm sure I'm gonna get a message being like, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting these weird gifts for my dog now. Uh, I don't know what's. <laughs> uh, his oh, his so address cool. is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Oh, because as actress, you don't know. You want to get seen, right? You want to, and I get that. I get like, hello, look at me. I'm over here. I'm one of thousands, but I swear I'm special. And uh, and everyone is special, right? I think everyone is unique in their own way. And it's taken me a long time to realize that we're not competing with each other, really just competing with myself to, to just not, let's be a little more positive about my performance today. Uh. For sure. And uh, listen, I've seen... I've seen so many tapes in the last like year and a half or however long I've been working there. But what I'll say is like, it's so normal to have a bad tape now and then. And on top of that, what I want to say more importantly is you shouldn't question your own ability because of your booking results. I have seen some of the most incredible actors who are not known at all and just haven't met the right opportunity yet but it's so inspiring to know that and see that on the other side because there is so much talent in this city and it just doesn't I feel like it doesn't get utilized because you know we're lucky we have so many American productions over here but realistically like people who are like coming up really only have the opportunity for like actor roles and principal roles. And it, it feels a bit like there's a, a bit of a low ceiling here. Um, it feels like the idea of reaching past that seems so far, like far, like far to, to achieve. Right. But I think it's a Canadian industry thing because I think in Canada, and I'm, I'm not shitting on Canada, that's not what I'm doing. But in Canada, I think they kind of, they use the same faces for, for shows or people who have like clout or like who have booked a bunch of stuff and who that are safe. They're like a safe bet. But what I think what Canada needs to do is take way more of a risk, like meet actors who are unknown and who maybe don't have as much experience, but like, can make a huge impact and, and kind of like send a ripple effect for, for future projects because I don't know, I see the same, the same faces all the time and that's fine. 
But if you want to be more interesting, you need to try something different. And like I said, like I've seen some incredible actors um, audition for some pretty decent roles and things that we've casted. And ultimately, it almost always goes to someone who is a safe bet. Um, which I, I also understand, like, say, if this is your passion project and you're, you're just like, oh, I just want it to work out and I want it to be the best. And I get that, but no risk, no, no reward. And that is something you see more in the States and more in the UK as well. Like, you're, you're constantly seeing new faces and there's no question about it. You're just like, oh, they did a good tape and they're a great actor. And like, yeah, I'm going to take a risk on this person. And that's why, like, the content out there is so, I mean, it's, listen, I'm biased, but it's epic. It's, it makes a difference though, because you, you do want to see the different faces. And I do wonder this, uh, because again, the term safe bet, right? It's mm -hmm. how, do, how do people that aren't necessarily the safe bet, how do they get the experience to become a safe bet? And it's this vicious cycle, right? It's this person is a safe bet, so they're gonna keep booking and they're gonna become a safer and safer bet because they have the experience. But what about the people that just can't get their foot in the door? And it's, uh, that, that's the struggle, right? And it's that's, frustrating. Just, you know, as much as like, look, I'm creating my own content. It's, it's different on set. Yeah. It's, it's very different. I completely agree and understand. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the same boat myself, um, which is why I said it's so inspiring to see so many other incredible actors out there um, who maybe don't always get the opportunity. But I don't, I don't really... I don't know what the answer is or what actors can do other than create their own work at this point, because ultimately these decisions come from the higher ups yeah. slash production. Um, if they're willing to take those risks, mm -hmm. if they're willing to, to do something different to the norm. Um, I will say like we casted a bunch of CFC projects recently, like some shorts and <clears throat> Across the board, the directors, the writers, um, completely like took risks on unknown like people. They um, even their scripts were so like incredibly written and out of the box, and you know these incredible ideas. And I, I personally can't wait to see the finished products because they they were just brilliant. Um, and I think I think if if the the generations to come keep pushing those boundaries. Hopefully in the future we see more of more of uh, a change in that regard. But from a performance perspective, I don't know, just keep the faith, I guess. Okay. Yeah, we'll get all good. Um yeah. Yeah, I think it's just about having faith and like supporting each other as well, which which is which is not always found heck, but I think it, it comes down to like the feeling of like, oh, there's not enough opportunities for me. And like, it, it's a bit of a self-serving situation, right? It's like, oh, that person got that. But what about me? And it, 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 it yeah. I don't know. It, are, you know what there are, I, I get that. Cause there are days when I, I always want to try and support people, but there are days where I'm like, this person's doing so much better than me. It's so frustrating. We look so similar. Um, I know. There were, yeah. We both have the same personality. Why can't it be me? So it's it's definitely challenging. But mm -hmm. I I do I really love looking at the breakdowns for CFC lately because there's so many new stories being told. And as yeah. much as, 
I don't see myself in these roles because it's not my role. Uh, you know, I'm like, that's not who I am at all. New stories being shared, right? So it's the positive. Um, and what the one thing that I always find so this is, I've been using the word triggering a lot. And I used to make fun of the word triggering, but it's like the best way to describe how I feel. With yeah. that. Um, it's like, where's your demo reel? And I hate that because mm. I have one. I will not be sharing that one. It is so outdated to a point of like, that's not who I am as an actor anymore. I can't share that. It's embarrassing. So it's, it's very like, would you suggest for people that don't have a demo reel to like, you know, when monologue slam is doing a thing, like, do you want to just see a monologue? Do you want to see a scene? Like, although I'll, I'll talk about your monologue scenes after they were good. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, in terms of like when you're when you're submitting for projects and if it asks for demo reel, demo reel, right? Just your hundred percent. Like casting is different. All all they want, basically, the reason why they're asking for a demo reel most of the time is because we don't have time to to hold callbacks or have yeah. watch self tapes or to have the audition process. Um, so we're just skipping a step just for time's sake. So all it is is we want to see your acting and your range. So. Yeah, 100% put on a scene or, or two monologues that completely are different um, just to show what you can do. It's not about having like a super professional demo reel that's like perfect and whatever. Like, especially if you don't have the footage, you don't have the footage. Like, it is what it is. It's a perfect demo reel, but I love that you think that one exists. I mean... Have you seen a perfect... I want to find this perfect demo reel. There are always times where I'm like, eh, you could have cut that shorter. Uh, yeah, and I, I've seen some long, like nine-minute demo reels as well, and I'm just like, oh, you know, but but hey, like the more success someone has, the more footage they have, and so the more they want to show of it, which is fine, which is great. Um, but in terms of like CFC projects, we just want to see you act for a couple minutes. Do you in lieu, in lieu of an audition, essentially? That's so. true. It's true, and that's uh good to know yeah this is, now we're gonna go through every audition i've done for jesse <laughs> <laughs> what have oh you auditioned for i actually i was like that would have been so funny no i'm not gonna do that uh okay. but how funny like can you because here's the thing this is what i wonder when you see people and because i had an issue with this too i would watch tapes of my friends um i did not tell them that i was helping cast something and i would watch their tapes and I know they're better than that. And it was so hard for me to not call mm -hmm. them and say, be better. Because uh, it was just, I'm like, no, I know. they, Or maybe they just didn't know. Or, oh, so I don't know how you do it. Uh, and I don't know how you stay impartial. And because, like, if I've seen someone do something before, I'm like, oh, I know this was theirs to lose. And I hate that they lost it because it was a bad self-tape. Like, obviously, I, I don't have any say in, like, bring them in again, of course. Uh, for sure, yeah. Time, you don't have time to say retape because it's like someone else just knew it and they got it. And I hate I know. it. I'm like, so invested. Like, no, that's not what it's it definitely is. hard. Like I've got a lot of friends in the industry and I've seen a lot of them tape um for, for Jesse. And to be honest, like I think it's about understanding and giving grace to the fact, like I said, like you're not gonna have a hundred percent great tapes all the time. Sometimes just being like, you know what, this wasn't the greatest day. Um, but I, I, on purpose, almost never um, 
comment or give feedback on someone's tape after the fact because I just think there's no good that can come from that even if someone was to ask me like what did you think of my tape I'm just like oh like listen like I'm not going to say anything because it doesn't feel right and I personally in that situation I've auditioned for Jesse too and I'm just like Jesse don't tell me what you think do with it what you will like I don't want to know like I, I don't need to know there's such an odd okay if I'm like audition and then I see the casting director the next day and I go don't even look at me like I'm embarrassed like we have the morning after kind of vibe of I know, like we did something um I'm not comfortable uh can we just move on from there okay cool <laughs> yeah I, I mean listen we've all got that one audition story where you're you're like I want the ground to swallow me up um and I had that with uh a few years ago with um oh my god Lewis and Kay um and it was an audition for the boys and I had like three lines and it really wasn't that hard but I just overthought it to the max oh, I couldn't get the words right and they kept saying like you're saying this word and the word is this and it's important and they probably gave me like five takes which is like unheard of in an audition and it was an in-person one and I remember leaving and I was not called back in for them again like for a long time and then um I did that that scene slammy thing um or not scene slam it was like a scene for something was, yeah I can't I watched it yeah um and so I had like a, a Zoom meeting with them as like the prize or whatever for oh, the so you did the artist to artist one. That's what that was for. That's the one. Yeah. yeah that's okay, one. okay. Um, and so I had a meeting with them, and I was just like, "Oh God, like, please don't remember that audition." Um, and they were like, "Oh, so we went back in our files to see what you've auditioned for," and I was like, "Oh God," <laughs> and they were like, "So you auditioned for the boys?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't." a great audition I'm like no yeah I'm I'm aware I think about it all the time <laughs> um, but yeah we all have those moments but to be honest I don't think casting remembers it unless like a situation like that happens um and, and the files the fact that they have the files that's I know. I'm like I you know stop being organized with your files burn my files oh god <laughs> I feel, I feel that way about a lot of commercial auditions too. I'm like, why is that on camera? I've just done that and now it's it's out there. Oh God, oh God. Someone could ruin me with my commercial auditions, honestly. No, commercials are a whole, like, okay, I finally, this is like, I finally got a call back last weekend. for the, I'm Congrats. like, like, this is weird for me. And it was like a weird conversation because I had to reschedule something. I'm like, I don't, I feel like it was in a weird world of, I got a call back. Is this, is this, who's pranking me? F you. Uh, but I like, and I felt really bad because they were running an hour behind. And so I'm like waiting for the Zoom call back, literally just standing in front of my screen for an hour. I don't know what's happening. And then it's like, it happened. And it was, again, you know, they're in a rush and I'm like, I just hated that I didn't give, like I felt rushed and I like didn't, and I leave mm -hmm. and I go, I know this role. This is like, it was my, you know, like it's a, it's my role to lose kind of, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I did they, so did they tell you that they were running late? Um, They told me about half an hour in that they were running late. So, and again, like there's, there's no way they're not getting, I'm not blaming casting. There's no way they're not getting a bunch of emails because there was like a very big casting. Um, mm -hmm. So I felt for them and you know, I always like, it's just a shitty situation of stuff happens, but it's so- I understand that though, especially like 
waiting in front of a zoom screen like there is no anxiety like it especially like you're just waiting to be like invited into the room and like i i know i pace and i'm literally like powdering my face because i'm just sweating and like you're just yeah and then it's over so quick so you do feel kind of blindsided and i get that like from our perspective like i know we try to text people to be like hey we're going to be about 15 minutes late or like give people a heads up so they're aware um but obviously there's only so much you can control on the casting side but that sucks i'm sorry that's that's oh, a it's, tough. it's you know what only it's been a while so it was like i think the only thing i really didn't like from that was i had an idea of who the character was and then when i did the scene i'm like i just completely that wasn't at all what i wanted and i wish i would have like asked for more direction <laughs> to make sure i was on the right like there was I just wish that actors would know that they can ask questions. And I tell this to people yeah. all the time. And like, I don't follow my own advice. <laughs> it's, just, it's hard. It's oh my like, God. This is how I vision it. Like, and it's not like, again, it's never going to go 100% how you envision it. But if like, this is me fully committed, this is what I think it is versus, oh my God, is this what they want to see? I don't know. I'm so confused. What's happening? <laughs> uh, uh, and then just feeling scared to give it your all. Just, yeah, that—that's why I was upset. I'm like, I just like needed a little clarification. But. I get that, and I also think sometimes it takes like—I know for me, it takes like a couple takes to get into something. Like, I'm like, I'm never gonna nail it on the first take. Like, I always do a dummy take when I'm doing self tapes because the dummy takes are surprising. You go, oh, they I are. I—I almost always start with a dummy take, and then I end with a fuck it take, where I'm just like, just do whatever. Um, and it is interesting, but like, I, I think, uh, with, okay, with, or, like, with Zoom auditions particularly, well, actually with any auditions, um, the difference I've seen with people who are successful with them and those that aren't is definitely, like, the confidence factor of, like, and I know we hear this all the time, but it's 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 so true from the other side too. It's like, if you do a take and then you don't like it, and you, sh like, even in your body language or like, you do a take and they say scene and then you're like, it just shows, like it shows, and you just have to own every single thing about yourself to till you're off the Zoom. Then you can cry about it, you can do whatever. But I just think at the end of the day, you have invested however many hours and how much energy and years of whatever into your career that whether it's good or bad we should be allowed to be proud of whatever we've produced because the end result is always going to be a combination of experiences of your life and whether it's good or bad it's okay but if you own it, it just gives like a whole different perspective. Even if you own it in a way where you're like, you know what? Um, I don't feel great about that take. I would really love the opportunity to do it again. And sometimes they might say no because they might be pressed for time. But I think showing that kind of confidence in I'm being self-aware right now. And honestly, I know I can do better that you have nothing to lose by asking and I, listen i'm preaching to the choir here from i this is casting hat tanu on but i know when it's me i'm like thank you 
right? Like, you know, because it's, 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 it's like a, a whole different, right? Oh my gosh, I'm uh, time. what am I doing here? I don't, I don't even deserve to be here. And we don't feel like we we're there for a reason, right? Yeah. Like we're trying to make yep. their job easier and get a cast because we can do it. And they 100%. believe that we can do it. And then we just don't believe in ourselves. And we, we just like, we, isn't that crazy? Uh, like we literally sacrifice so much to be able to do this and then don't believe in ourselves when it matters the most. And I think, I mean, I know for me, like fear of success is a very big thing. Like I have equal parts fear of failure and fear of success, which just puts me in this weird like bubble um, where sometimes I thrive and sometimes I just beat myself down. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting watching it from the other side. Like at the end of the day, you can only control so much. And as a performer, you control even less. And all you can do is be responsible for your own work. And that is it. That is the end of, you can't send cookies after the fact and hope you get the job. You can't, you know, beg for the job. You can't call, call your agent and be like, get me another audition because I, I messed up. You just, all you can do is own your work, whether it's good or bad and take responsibility for it. And find a way to feel proud of something even if it's two percent find a way to feel proud of something because to stand in front of a zoom camera or even in person in front of intimidating people behind a desk and put yourself out there and be vulnerable and and share yourself as an artist is fucking hard and we do not give ourselves enough credit for it and this whole industry is pretty thankless when it comes to that so I think we just have to do it for ourselves. And it's really important. It's, it's for your own mental state. It's just so important. It, it is. And I feel, I don't know if you, even if you have your friends or family or people telling you, like, it doesn't matter the number of people that can tell me things. If I don't believe it, it it's exactly. It goes to my work. Ooh. Yeah. And I look yeah. at the options. I go, Oh, I remember that, that month. <laughs> yeah. I remember that month. It was dark. hundred percent. Yeah. I think also not putting, I mean, I know it's really difficult, but like, especially if it's like, if it feels like a big audition or if it's a callback or if it's, you know, chemistry read even or whatever, but like finding a way to not put it on a pedestal and not putting weight on it yeah. also makes such a big difference because at the end of the day, like just because you have a chemistry read doesn't mean it's yours. Mm -hmm. And so not like that, I don't mean that in a negative way, but I mean it in a way that's like, okay, well, it's not mine, so I'm just gonna be proud of what I do, and that's what I can do, and leave it there, kind of thing. And it's, yeah, I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's so difficult to, to put into play. I, I'm saying, because it's not that, it, I was gonna say the less I care about a role, the more likely I am to do a good audition. I always care, but the yeah. less I put on it, the this is what it is. less about the result yeah. yeah this is this is what i think the role is this is how i'm gonna play it um it, even if the audition's a little different than what i'd like this is the gist of who it should be and if that's what they want great and if not there's another role yeah yeah totally totally and and casting directors will bring you back in if they like like when they like you so confidence thing i think is the most important because i know what i see like and i get oh god I, I watch my own just as an example of myself and i go oh god because you're just like i swear i can do everything look at me now i'm juggling and singing yep. and here's yep. the number 
like that's okay but literally your role was here's your coffee so yeah. <laughs> okay, don't, don't no one needs to juggle that uh it's not a so this is, I, that's the thing like uh, as much as like not like okay so how i said um when you walk into an audition room don't do your scene and then show that you've like you're not happy with it yeah um that's hard equally being too keen also comes across a bit like you know yeah because because it comes across desperate and although like we feel desperate it subconsciously almost becomes an ick yeah kind of there was i i'm thinking of the specific example i'm not going to name any names but i was a reader for someone and what happened and it was in person so it was very confusing yeah. oh people i can see you but uh the audition finished mm -hmm. and the audition bit thank you and then the actor felt compelled to share stories about their experience and all these funny things that happened to them on the way to the audition and i get that i get like you want to share and show your personality but you know they're paying for the space it's tight like we got to get people in and yeah. out so yeah. i i felt for that actor because i thought no one cares and but I didn't know, like, it was just, we're listening because we're polite Canadians, if that was the same 100%. thing. Was, you know? uh, but it, it's so hard because you want people to get to know you because you're like, oh my gosh, audition, you haven't seen me, remember me. Uh, if it's a good audition, you will be remembered. Uh, so Yes, and I think also, like, there are times where, you know, especially if, if it's like a director session or a callback, there are times where even the director is interested in what you have to say outside of the audition because... They want to get to know people. But if it doesn't feel genuine and natural in the moment, don't force it. Yeah. Like, you can, you can test the waters and see if there's room for conversation. But if it, if it doesn't feel right, thank them. Thank you for watching. I'm out. Like, the, the less you seem like a leaky, the better. Better, yeah, and if there's no conversation, that doesn't mean it was a bad audition. That means they're no. prepping the next one or they're writing notes about 100%. your audition. There are things, and it's so hard to understand that because oh my god, when we, we make eye contact as humans, right? They're not looking at me. Oh god, it was that bad. Oh, was it terrible? It was terrible. I know I should have hit this beat better. Oh, oh. hit this word and not this word. Did I did I hold the product high enough? Like just different random. Oh just my god. Go yeah, everything you everything you're saying is just so relatable. I'm literally like, "Oh my god, like I've been there." I I used to like when I did when when in person auditions was a thing, I would walk out and I would go to the bathroom and in the mirror would try to replicate how I did the audition so I could watch myself. Like I'm crazy. I'm a crazy overthinker. No. Um but like that's that's how bad like it gets sometimes for actors. But the truth is like no one noticed they didn't place the product high enough. And if they did, they would tell you to do it again. And um, yeah, it just, it just. Uh... It's not getting feedback. If you don't get feedback, that doesn't mean. Yeah. And that was such a hard no. lesson to learn. If, if they see something in you and they want you to do it, they will tell you. And I go, oh, okay, cool, cool. Noted. Uh, exactly. But it's so hard because I've seen great auditions and they've gotten no feedback. And that doesn't yep. mean it was bad. That means it was great. They have nothing to add. Bravo. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And like, my God, I once did this audition where it was for this movie um, and 
like it was my first audition, but in the room was director, writer, producer. There was like eight people behind the table and I wasn't expecting it because it was a first audition. I didn't know. So I walked in and I was like, oh my God. Anyway, so I did my scene once and everyone laughed and I was like, oh, thank God. And then I was looking at them waiting for like feedback or redirects or something. Cause like, I feel like if the director's in the room, you should get more than one take. That should be a rule by the way. Um, the one take is not enough if we're, for a callback or whatever. That, if it's good and that's what they need, like I, they don't, if they don't need to see anything else, right? Or what if they just decide, you know what? We decided like for me, it would be like, no, we don't want a white girl anymore. Or we want a girl with blonde hair because, you know, they can't think of, I would dye my hair. That's fine. Um, and, they, well, and they decided that right and then, like, before the I walk the in, automatically they're like, no. For whatever reason, that's their choice. Uh, I think that's ridiculous because they're not, they're not, they shouldn't be hiring you purely on your looks. They should be hiring you on your talent. And if they haven't seen your talent yet, they shouldn't be kicking you out of the room. That's a no from me. No one's Oh my God, so sorry. Oh, that Did that work? That's okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm on Do Not Disturb, but I let my family calls go through. So sorry. Oh. That, was, that was my dad. <laughs> and oh, now I'm going to hang up on him for this live. That was fun. Okay. Well, <laughs> he should watch my lives and then he would know. Okay. Uh, but no, no, I think it's, I think what I was trying to get with that point, um, that being said, I have had horrendous additions. Uh, but with that, it's the one take and it's just like they can't redirect you or it's just not, they, they decided that the vision is completely different or they just scrapped the role for whatever reason. So they're like, okay, cool. We like your vibe. We'll use you for another role, but there's no point of redirecting a role that no longer exists. I'm just trying to think of all these different scenarios that I've learned could happen. No, for sure. But I, I mean, in my, and bear in mind, these are all my opinions. These are not reflective of who I've worked for or anything like this oh, is yeah, of course. my opinion as an actor as because well. Like Jesse's opinions, of yeah. course. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, um, I think if that's if that's the case, then they should be telling you that. Hey, you know, like this role is no longer a thing, but we will keep you in mind for future roles. Interesting. Why not? Why not? Like, like, no one knows how to communicate though. Communication is so it is so painful to watch people not communicate well. Because yeah. like, especially when I'm like kind of a fly in the wall, just there to help and not really. And then I just see what's clearly going on. This actor feels like shit. Production is swans. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable to watch because I know I can't say anything, but I know everyone is just not knowing how to talk to each it's other. It's so true. And like, I don't even know if there's a, a remedy to that other than, yeah, sure, communication. But again like from casting perspective like to to try and give feedback to every actor is not possible it's not um, what do what do you say half the time it's like they did great but they were just not right for the role like it which is most like most of the time um but there was something else i was gonna say as well i can't remember right now but it will come to me see here's a okay I, I'm always curious about this because I just feel compelled to share the truth with people a lot. If someone was consistently auditioning and it was just always terrible, would mm. that be, hey, this person needs an acting class? Because like, isn't that person just wasting their time at that point? 
You know, you keep giving them chances, the acting's not getting better. I'm always curious about that. I don't think it's, I don't think I cast, that, like, maybe like, it's just bad, like doesn't know how to audition bad, you know, like this yeah, is yeah. why you aren't booking it. This is for, for whatever. I don't know. I, I, I was watching I'm, one and like someone shot a gun and it was terrifying and they had the guns. I'm like, just don't, please don't do that ever. I'd never yeah. understood that until okay. I'm like, oh my God, I just got yeah. shot at. <laughs> for sure. Uh, in that case, I would say maybe casting would make mention like, hey, by the way, they used a gun. Like, that shouldn't be a thing. Oh, my God. Um, Multiple but, times. <laughs> in I terms to tell of, like, the tale. Sorry? I live to tell the tale. You live, you, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Wait till we get, like, uh, like, what, 70 screens and it, like, actually comes through. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Is that that thing? would be so weird to cast. You have to see how they look and like, oh, that's so weird. No, I don't want to imagine that, but I did. Auditions, okay. auditions are going to be real interesting in a few right. years. Um, uh, oh, I was gonna... okay. oh my gosh, we're past the hour, but I have to, I wanted to oh. bring up your, um, I watched your scene slams. You did one with, oh. Tara, did one with Tara. I enjoyed that. Yes. Oh, thanks. Thank you. That was, yeah. like, you know what? Because you're one of the people that it's like, yeah, the pandemic's happening, but let's try and create. Right, let's let's do a scene, and yeah, and you like justified leaving the scene on Zoom. I'm like, that was a good justification. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's figure out this ending. Uh, it's Zoom. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to be fair, and <laughs> I'm I'm not going to take credit for being proactive with that because I'm, in both of those cases, it was Dorette that reached out and Tara that reached out, and I was like, oh, thank God, someone wants to work with me <laughs> during a lockdown. Um, <laughs> Um, so thank you to both of them, um, both incredible actors and um, longtime friends. We we all went to college together. Um, Tara was in the year below me and Durrett, but um, yeah, like they're both they're both incredible and were so fun to work with and very giving and generous actors, both of them. I love that you didn't think anyone wanted to work with you. Why would you think that? Because lockdown put things in my head oh god that's dark. That weren't real i mean it's true i honestly like mental health wise was horrible during lockdown and even after we kind of came out of it um at least by then i was working with jesse so like i had like a bit of a distraction but i i i really like hit a pretty dark place um at the end of last year and had to take like a five month break from acting because i was so overwhelmed i couldn't audition like even my agent was like, what is going on with your auditions? And I was like, I am not myself. I'm not in my body. I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah, it just, and also taking a break is not bad. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I not. panicked. I panicked being like, oh my God, does this mean I don't want to do this anymore? Like, what am I going to do with my life? Um, and taking the break was like the best thing I did. I came back, I took a class and I felt like a new, a new actor. So the burnout was so real during COVID because I almost felt like I don't have an excuse to not create because I have a phone and I have time. Right. So why right. am I not doing something? Right. And then it's like every couple months I'm burnt out. I wonder why. Uh, it's 
and it's hard, but I'm like, oh but God. other people are pushing through and they're doing it. So I have to do it. And it's so easy on social media to compare yourself to look at this, this person did actually, Adam, you're here too. He's a future guest. He did like this really cool killer. Uh, I don't know the term it's called ice cream. It's a podcast. He just put together a podcast cause he's cool. cool. But like people yeah. are doing really cool projects. And um, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how are people doing this? How are they like figuring it out? I'm like, Oh, all I'm doing are my window chats. Mm, that's so sad. Uh, but no, your window chats like, are awesome. <laughs> but I also think like, wait, people want to be on my window chats. Like I was going to stop this after like episode 10. And oh, then, I'm looking now. I don't know what number this is, but I think it's 106 mostly because I think season six, maybe 107. Hang on. Uh, that embarrassing math, maybe. No. I'm going to go with 106. I'm going to lock that in. Okay, cool. It's locked. <laughs> oh, that's fine. You're 6'6". Six, six. There's no third six, so it's not the devil or something. Isn't Thank God. Thank God for that, because Lord knows I'm not trying to add that to my life right now. No, that's unnecessary. Unnecessary. But it, it is, it's the lockdown and all, like it was just definitely so much time for self-reflection that I thought, because I've never had to sit with things and that's mm. part of why I love my comedy. I'm like, Haha, I'm loud and funny versus, oh God, I have to feel like, you know, when it says in a script, it was cry, a lot. no, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, I don't want to feel, but it was. And uh, even, even more than ever before, I think, like, and, and I've spoken to a lot of people about this where people were questioning so much like, oh, well, I haven't booked and now there's no work. And like, now the industry slowed down and it was like even more pressure on their heads. And yeah, man, that was, it was a weird time. And we were, we were struggling with, is this the end of the world? Like what's going on? Like, should I buy toilet paper for the next three years? Um, oh most God. people said yes. Um, uh, it, it was just such a weird time. And like, I think if it didn't impact you and didn't, change you as a human that I mean it, I think it, it would be shocking if people haven't changed after the pandemic I think we should have gone through some kind of transformation for better or way. worse actually there are some people that go what happened to you uh, I don't say that to them I probably yeah. say that to them I definitely do <laughs> I definitely I go okay well we were friends bye uh, yeah and that's the other thing it like it it brings out people's true colors like it just it's it it is what it is and it's a part of life and and that's okay that's true. okay true. yeah yeah therapy helps uh free therapy from bumble oh, for me <laughs> <laughs> oh, also no, it, it, and it's, it's also like just the the fact that even having these conversations like yeah there are times when people aren't okay and, and I, you know what I find so interesting too? Like I used to get really offended if people ghosted me. Like this was a, I'm like, why aren't you responding? I know you're on your phone. I hate you. But I'm like, you know what? Um, Cause then I would ghost people too. And I go, I just don't want to look at my phone today. Yeah, just, 100%. Just, it's staying off. I can't use it because then I get sucked into this vortex of sad. So yeah. I think it's, well, it's I think I even said that to you the other day. I was like, I'm so sorry I haven't responded. But I didn't want to look at my phone during my holiday. And I, I was like thing. ignoring my messages, ignoring my DMs, and I was like, and then but then you look at it and it's like overwhelming and you're like, No, 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 I'm still not ready. Um, yeah, you're right. I used to get really offended by that too. And now I'm like, Good for you <laughs> for yeah. ignoring me. It's true. I'm like, okay. Or if it's like a consistent ignore though, then I'm like we have to talk. 
Yeah. No, I don't actually say I'm like, we have to chat. I keep it nicer, right? Can we have a chat? Uh, you know, because we're not in like a relationship where we have to have the talk, but here's the chat. Okay. Yeah. As long as it's not on uh, Instagram Live, I'm sure it's fine. So I'm glad that you're here. You ignored my message when you were in Vegas. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just calling people out on Instagram lives. Oh my God. I, I That's mean, I, really I don't think I could get the people that I want to call out on Instagram. I don't think I could get them because I also don't think I'd want to talk to them. Oh, you know? so you can like, get someone else to do it for you. Oh, that's fun. We just make a list. We love our list. And we just kind of go through it's, uh, this person on this day and this day ignored me. Yeah, like maybe yeah, someone so has a, an, an earphone and you're just feeding them what to say. <gasps> that's so good. I wow. would watch that. That's a new show. That's, yeah, that's reality in the making. And then you like film that person's reactions. Ooh, this is good. Yeah. This is like... But, but instead of window chats with the nice view, you close all the blinds and it's dark. It's closet chats. <laughs> and it's a... Uh, oh, that's so fun. <laughs> Look at this. It's a spin-off. Okay. There you go. I, um, I want to promote your Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? I think that's my husband's birthday, and that's why I can't go. I'm very upset. Wednesday, it's yeah. 48-hour film festival. Yes. Yeah, I worked with an incredible team um, of, I think there was like 15 or 16 of us. Um, it, they were so professional and so organized, and, and they were incredible. We made a cute little short called Chipper. Um, and it is streaming on November 9th at the Review Cinema. You can get uh, tickets online. And um, we need people's votes um, to make the top three of our screening day. So, yeah, um, we're very excited. And, like, listen, it's 48 hours, so nothing's ever perfect. But we we are really proud of what we did. Yeah. Can I do a virtual vote? Is it only in person? I wish. I wish. I think it's only in person. Oh, I'm gonna but have maybe to I'll try and steal like an extra ballot and be like, well, Robin said. This is what happens. This is what, like, okay, this is the crossroads of like, I have to, you know, remember that my husband should take priority. I know you're watching this, Mike, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but it's like a serious debate of like, I want to support people, but also like, you know, like, I feel weird about my birthdays where I'm like, let's just make it a day and move on. Uh, like, let's not acknowledge it. I aged. Okay, the grays will come in eventually. Very yes. interesting as a woman. Cool. My playing age keeps getting raised. I'm now a mom all the time. No longer the young whatever. Uh, but I think other people, I don't know. I, I'm, I was going on a rant of why I don't want to celebrate my husband's birthday with him on yes. his day. I see your thing. But I... Uh, that's okay. If I can't come, how can I see it? Or will I ever be able to see it? Yeah, uh, I'll check with the director if he's going to release it publicly. Okay. Um, if he does, then I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, but uh, I hope your husband's birthday. Live, but I like that it was live. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I hope your husband's birthday is worth it. Oh, my God. I, right? <laughs> If it's not worth it, I'd be like, do you know what I missed? Do you know what I missed supporting? Okay? Tano needed my vote. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he could have voted too if he showed up. Oh, Why yeah. don't you celebrate his birthday at my 48-hour film screening? Well, will there be cake? Will there be, uh, what's the what's the party vibe? Wait, is, is it, uh, what's there, the, is there, it like, there uh, will be drinks. Okay. 
Okay. I don't know about the cake. I'm kidding, by the way. Don't don't celebrate his birthday I'm like that. Just, that I wanted is, you to sell me on it. I, I don't know if I sell him on it. I don't know. There's this festival that people <laughs> made things in two days. And he's like, Robin, oh I've my God. things you make in two days. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. And I go, that's fair. I don't either. Like, I just want to celebrate my birthday. Yeah. This is real relationship. This is the reality show right here. Uh, <laughs> I would love to, like, anyone that's dating an actor that's their reader cost, I would love to get them and do, like, a fake mockumentary of the life Ooh. of, like, someone dating an actor or with an actor. Uh, oh, that's, um, that's cool. That's, just, I love mockumentaries. I just I think it's that. such, like, an amazing um, form of, of TV. Um, I, I, I just quickly, like, I kind of recently did jury service, um, which wow. was an incredible, but, like, it was, like, the best and worst experience of my life. Okay. Um, and I, I, I guess <laughs> I can't say much about it, but, um, Oh my but God, guilty, not guilty? Okay. No. I'm a, oh, um, we were a hung jury. So after oh. three nights and four days of deliberations and not seeing our families and not talking on the phone to anyone, um, we were a hung jury, which was very frustrating to, to those people out there who know what you did. Fuck you guys. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was not comfortable by the end. Um, it brought out it brought out a lot. Like, so, they so you know those movies where they have the whole—is that true? Does it match the movie form of people fighting? No, I. Oh, really? Oh, it gets intense because you're just in this. You're in a room without windows from nine till six. Okay. And as soon as that's and people are like hungry, like obviously you eat, but like people are frustrated. They're hungry. They're like. You, once someone leaves the room to go to the washroom, you can't say a word until they come back. Um, if someone has like IBS. That's oh my yes. god! Sorry, that's so funny for me. Like this is another sketch in my head. <laughs> oh my god! Or like, <laughs> or like, just runs to the bathroom for a quick sniff of cocaine or something. Um, Ready? Okay. No come one on. did cocaine. I'm, I'm not saying that, but uh, um, like, I'm so. Straight after, like, you get escorted to the back of the building, put on a bus, taken to a secret location of a hotel that you don't know until you show up. Um, and then someone sits outside your room while you sleep so that you don't talk to a member of the public. It was so intense That's and so weird. What do yeah. you wear? Like, do you, do you look good for this? What's the... I will say there was a big change from my first day of attending the trial to my final day. I was like hair up in a bun. I was wearing a hoodie. I was like, fuck this shit. Um, it, was, it was. That's like how I feel with every class I take the first day. I'm this yeah. is no, less hoodie. It's my husband's clothes. I don't care. <laughs> People have seen the real me now. So fuck it. No makeup. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> But I met some characters, that's what I will say. And I can't believe some of these humans exist. So I'm definitely going to write a mockumentary about Fury doing. I want to play the craziest person I've cast myself. It's happening. Okay. Okay, perfect. You're in. You're in. Oh, my God. I love this idea. Um, oh, wait. I want to share one thing with you, and then I'll let you go. I was okay, looking at cool. IMDb, and apparently, mm -hmm. and I love this. Do you know that IMDb has a feature of shared connections? So... We both worked on His Quiet Mind. Oh. I, okay, this was like, oh. 
I, I don't remember what phase of my life of acting this was, but I don't even remember how I found it. But they, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try being an extra in a club, whatever. And he was the nicest director I have ever worked with in my life. I've never seen that amount of passion, that amount of like giving everyone, everyone on set was valued. And yeah. I just, I, if I could work with any director again, it would be that person. Oh, uh, I'll Name right now. Yeah. Uh, but just the nicest vibe of like, and just open to ideas. Cause I remember this is, I remember that shoot very well because someone had just told me what Instagram was the day before. So that, okay. I was just oh my on God. my phone as a character. So I literally uploaded like 12 photos to Instagram, oh not knowing that everyone will see them because it's different from Facebook. So I'm yeah. getting messages like, what what is happening? I'm like, I'm in love doing Instagram. Like, I'm very, so that is. Oh my um, God, that's amazing. Like, How weird. Small world. So I'm like, I love that you did that because I love that shoot so much. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, Argo was an amazing director. He really like, he knew what he wanted. He His heart was so in it. Um, and it was a very like vulnerable piece for him overall. Like I think, I think back back then my, my role was like a line or something, but like even reading the whole script, I was like, this is beautiful. And I'm so, I'm so glad that he got it made. Um, I think it should have been made into a feature eventually, mm. but you know, it is what it is. And, and, and great yeah, he was, yeah, really good acting. Yeah. Great team. Yeah, including you, obviously, the one line. Okay. My one. I never saw the whole thing, and I'm like, I forget, I don't even know where I could see it, but I'm like, you were in it? Well, yeah. That was, that was, was like, one of my favorite very, very... experiences. Like, 120 Diner doesn't exist anymore, and that was yeah. just, like, 8 a.m., and I'm dressed to go to a club. I loved it. Oh, my it God. It was, it, was so, it was so early on. I think it was one of the first things... I ever auditioned for and it was like an audition I found by myself because oh yeah it was definitely like, like a Mandy or like even a Facebook well app. it was something like that because like I had a really shit agent back then and uh, I think I auditioned like 10 times a year if that like and all of the roles I would audition for were awful and um, so I would try and find my own stuff yeah and luckily when that one came through I was like ha fuck you I got this myself <laughs> um we don't speak about him. He's, he's, he who will not be named. That's fine. I figured out who it was because I did a deep dive on you. So I know you're done. Oh. Uh, yeah. I have no shame. I'll listen. I don't care if people look at us. No, but actually I, I will, I do appreciate you raising, like, I think it is very challenging to be an agent. I'm not like, I don't think it's an easy job. And I do think that certain people work better together than others. So I think like once you find that agent that gets you and understands how to sell you, my God, everyone's going yeah. down. Uh, but it's uh, so it's ambulance, whatever. But um, I think once you find that, it's so special. Uh, it's, it like, makes a huge difference, and I yeah. think it's like really underestimated. Um, and it doesn't mean like if things aren't going your way, then your agent's awful. Yeah. But I think you like. In my experience, anyway, first and foremost, you have to be able to have vulnerable conversations and it not feel like, and it feels safe to do so. And second of all, like, communication is key. And I, I think with that, but with that agent in particular, the, the not great one, um, he tried to puppeteer everything and like, 
I didn't really have any say and the way he saw me was completely wrong and also like it, my experience with him was was awful um and most people's experience with him has been awful um and I have no problem saying that because that's my experience and no one can question it yeah. but but he like ruined my self esteem and put me in a really bad place mentally but when I signed with my current agent what up alex um she like she complete like it's just so different that we can have like conversations about real stuff or i can say hey can you not put me out for this anymore or like it's yeah. just it makes such a huge difference yeah um so you're completely right and and i think if you're feeling like you're completely out of control of your own career or that you you're not allowed to say in your own career then yeah, yeah maybe then it's time to question your rep if you're and i didn't know if you're not comfortable doing something you have the right to say no and if your agent yep. pressures you into doing it like that is not okay and oh. if, if like what you were saying too if you have confidential conversations with your agent and you find out that is shared i was not no. a fan of that i because i don't share a lot of my personal life because it's no one's business that's just how yep. i feel other people are different and that's totally fine but when i find out that things are shared like that makes me very upset because that is like I was trusting you with something I didn't and, and that 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 hurts me because I don't open up to people and like also technically and I never had the power to say this but technically the agent works for you you know yeah. like I know it's a collaboration but the more people I talk to like technically they work for you and they get a cut um, and again it's a like a minimal cut for the amount of work they do I get it but yeah. it's, you're doing a lot, you know, you're doing your training, you're doing the auditions, you're, you're working really hard, right? So you have to feel like you're empowered versus like just similar to the callback for the audition room, right? Where you're just like, oh my yeah. God, so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for like seeing me and like not confident. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't deserve to be, no, you deserve to be there. You deserve to be an actor. You deserve to be with someone that respects you and communicates and like, values you and it's a it is a communication that is like not it, again not to a point where it's you know doctor patient but there, there's a respect there that what is said is not shared <laughs> because a million percent and like it, from what you said like most importantly you deserve to be heard and and listened to and, yeah. and and respected and if your agent doesn't do that and mine back then did not at all with some really serious situations. Um, they are not for you. Yeah. And you, you have every right to be confident in saying like, you're not the right person for me. Yeah. And I need to go look elsewhere. I don't think, I don't think anyone should ever feel guilty about looking for new representation. If in your gut, you know that it's the right thing to do because all you're doing is delaying your career. And I stuck with that agent for like almost four years because they made me believe that no one else would want me. Oh. And so I was so scared to leave. And only now looking back do I realize like I was like manipulated into believing that and it wasn't true. But the manipulations, I mean, you see stuff going on now, at least I don't, but the situation with actors not getting paid is a huge problem. Like I'm, I'm yeah. still in the union, right? And this is a frustrating thing because people don't know that they should be paid and no one should have to beg for their money. It's, it's insane. And no one should be given the runaround. And this happens. And I, I'm 
finally people have shed light on this situation but for Thank people God, to not yeah. know, actors to not know that it's not okay to not get paid for a year when everyone else on the project was paid out or even people that like were on the same project at the same roster were paid before you a different month that's weird and that's not okay like it's so if something feels wrong in your gut it is wrong like i i, I have so many friends that were with that agency and listen like they're they're all incredibly kind people and so maybe at first maybe you give your agent the benefit of the doubt yeah but if it prolongs past a certain point you got to speak up and and you know i'm so proud of of every actor that has spoken up now against that situation yeah because i can't imagine how hard it is and like even now like trying to find new representation after having you know i just can't imagine what they're going through but like man my whole respect goes out to them and 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 good for them for speaking up and that is something we need to do more of like we shouldn't be afraid i think there's that mentality there's of fear there's of a being, huge like, fear because you're like oh no like, they got me uh, if I keep asking for my money uh, and then no one else will take me because I'll be a problem because I'm asking for my money. <laughs> it's really I don't, it's so It's so crazy. that I mean, that is a fear and I think we're made to believe that. Yeah. But I think the more it becomes normal to speak up and speak up bluntly and transparently, it's only going to help people in the future and help other actors speak up as well. Because I've had so many stories with people and their agents and I'm just like sick like you've got to say something even for myself there's been times where I haven't spoken up and only now looking back I'm like oh come on like you should have come on like that like that's advocating for yourself and again in this industry like we said like no one's gonna tell you like you're gonna make it you're good this that like it's all gotta come from you and you've got to find whatever way works for you to 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 bring that out of yourself yeah you know it's hard if you spend all of this energy advocating for yourself with your agent and then you get the audition you're like i've used all my advocating energy <laughs> i know i, I know yeah. like i said people underestimate what actors go through and it's yeah. a lot it yeah it's a lot it is a lot but again like having these conversations i appreciate it because i think the more actors know they're not alone the 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 more we'll be able to stand up for ourselves and support each other right and agreed and, just I don't I don't know how you change an environment that needs so much changing I don't uh I guess you keep trying uh definitely keep trying keeping the faith um and knowing again like like you said like knowing that you're not alone in it you know knowing that that it's a very common thing that that most actors go through and and that that it's okay that you feel that way you're allowed to uh, yeah, yeah, permission. That's the, permission to feel shitty. Is yeah, that's that's good permission to have. It's okay. Yeah. Every day is gonna be sunshine and rainbows, despite what uh, what you see on online. You go, how's this person yeah. always happy? I was, gonna, I was gonna bring it back to Jesse, but now it's too much. No. <laughs> the, the rule of threes, fives. I don't know where we're at with that. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, there is something to be said with just like giving yourself like permission to. Even permission to fail, right? I, I see that a lot. 100%. Yeah. You know what? Like, even, like, I, I, I will never forget. I ran into someone. I auditioned. I had this call, but I, I remember them because I'm very mentally healthy. But I ran into someone and he brought up, I'm like, oh, that's where I know you from, this callback. I'm like, oh, that one, that one haunts me. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that one. But, like, 
at least you know what you got that far and yeah. like if you were given that chance again you would do it differently because now you know so even if it was an epic fail uh if you're going to fail fail epically but you would you learn from it which is so hard to say definitely and in the definitely. and you only you you always learn from it and and like i said like the dummy take is for a reason because you could even do the best take that you feel you've done and yeah. still not break it. Yeah. It, it doesn't always change the result. So I think owning it, be like, listen, I failed. I hold my hands up. It was not a good day. We move on. Yeah. You tried. Like, you tried your best. Huh. And that's what your best was that day, right? And, I mean, look, if you're, if you're just kind of half-assing it, don't don't do that. Um, because it is, it is an opportunity and not everyone gets to audition for something, right? Yeah. But if if you tried and that's what it was and it is what like you, you just gotta move on i give such good advice why don't i listen no <laughs> i know you and me, you and me both to myself literally um, you and me both i mean I, it's we it's so easy to get our heads wrapped around wrapped into and around this industry and 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 you know question all these things and i think we forget like in the biggest scheme of things like life is just about loving and being loved and enjoying ourselves and life outside of acting is that yeah yeah and also bringing bringing more more joy into acting because it becomes so like oh you know at times and sometimes we just forget to oh i actually like doing this it shouldn't need to feel so must work all the time you know like we're allowed to enjoy it we're allowed to fuck up because it's fun and honestly, if you take when you take the pressure off of okay, this is this it is what it is, and here you go, and that's when the magic happens, right? That's when you go, yeah. oh, because as humans, you know, because when you're doing an audition, you're supposed to be a human. Hard to remember for me, but you know, when you make those natural mistakes, you go, oh, a human moment. That was special. I think I like spit while I did the huh. That was really fun. Jewish <laughs> thing for me. That's uh, commitment. But, <laughs> that was commitment, human moment. I would use that. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, I guess final thoughts from this chat is like just be yourself, um, have fun with acting. It's so hard to remember that this is supposed to be fun, fun because of all the politics and all the the behind the scenes stuff that's so much noise but have yeah and do your best do your best not to assume what the noise is behind the scenes don't assume yeah because uh it's so out of your control i i can't even explain how control it is how out of your control it is um just 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 assume the best always why not you know yeah that's yourself and give space to feel the way you feel because it's okay. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I could keep talking to you. They, they don't cut me off at an hour anymore. That's the problem. And then oh, it turns into an hour and a half plus. Uh, before Instagram was doing great, they're like, Robin, no, people have lives. Like, <laughs> like, I love talking to people. Monitored. But yes, thank you for chatting with me. Thank you, thank you for, for having me. Thank you to future viewers. And yes, thank you. Okay. Thanks to my to to people who logged on on my behalf. Appreciate you all. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. You too.